Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hola and welcome to the world in sport. I'm Tali Anderson. This week... Hopefully this will be a starter of something special happening in terms of developing a professional super rugby team that benefits the Pacific Islands. Coach Whaalongo Tana Umanga has named the first ever Moana Pacifica squad to play the Māori All Blacks in Hamilton next month. Former Tall Black Lindsay Tate slams the Auckland basketball representative system and the Tonga Rugby Union is seeking a full-time chief executive officer. But first, one test All Black first five, Josh Joane, is headlining the Moana Pacifica squad to play the Māori All Blacks in Hamilton next month. Coach Whaalongo Tana Umanga has also included former Tonga player Nasi Manu and plenty of young talent such as the Auckland wing Salesi Rayasi and former NZ7s player Etene Nanai Seturo. Whaalongo Tana Umanga spoke with RNZ sports reporter Joe Porter about the selection process. First and foremost, in terms of our selection, the criteria, you know, with the Pacific Island um, heritage, then it was those that have already been captured by the Pacific Islands, because again, you know, we wanted uh, to represent that sacrifice that they've made and, and um, the decisions there. Uh, and then uh, a bit of it came into form, um, the form players, you know, plus some players that we knew would love to take up this uh, unique opportunity, you know, that have been captured by New Zealand. Um, and, you know, to represent uh, the Pacific heritage, you know. So, you know, as you said, there, there was a few things that we had to keep thinking about, and we wanted a good mix, obviously, of, um, you know, Samoan, Tonga, and Fiji, and and, and, um, and the like. So, uh, again, you know, there was a lot of thought that went into it, and, you know, it was, it was tough, you know, trying to narrow that all down into 26 players, because, you know, we obviously could have, we would have loved to have a, a lot more, and we know that a lot more would have loved to be involved. In the end, we're very happy with the squad. And I guess, uh, what's the significance of playing the Māori All Blacks? Obviously, uh, you know, a, a connection between the Pacifica and Māori communities in New Zealand for obvious reasons? Yes, that's huge for us. You know, the relationship of Pacifica and, and the inclusion of, you know, uh, Māori people within that and the opportunity that's come about because I, I think, you know, with the, the Māori All Blacks wanting to, to have a, a game this year, you know, which has been a... Uh, an eventful year, as we know, and and for them to, to you know to want uh, a game and for, for it to have us involved, so we're very thankful for them and around our celebration of our cultures. You know, we know that's um, front of mind for their for them and. and and that's something that we really want to promote uh, in this game. Absolutely. And look, what does it mean for the likes of guys along the lines of Nasimanu, who represents Tonga, who's played rugby in New Zealand for a long time, who's had a long and successful career? I guess for him to be able to play play for this side, and on the on the flip side, what's it like for the young guns, the likes of Lester, Salese, Marino, who could possibly play for the All Blacks still? I guess what is the significance for both those two separate groups of players? Oh, look, I think in, in the case of, of Nasi and, and the likes of Michael Alalatoa, who, you know, they've thrown their lot in with um, the Pacific Island nations, you know, we wanted to capture that. And it's exciting, you know, for them to do that in a team 
um, like this and a, a unique um, opportunity. You know, like when I talked to them, they were, yeah, they, they were very thankful. Um, I think for the opportunity that that's been given to them. So you know, you you, you feel how much it means to them. And so we're really happy that uh, we get that experience and we can um, fulfil the, you know, some this um, kind of dream for them to be a part of it. And, and you know, on the back of these young guys, you know, they get to uh, be part of a team that celebrates the culture of their parents and their families um, and give back to that, uh, as well as you know, really probably use this game um, and this as a platform to you know to learn to launch themselves, you know, at, at another level. You know, to to whatever their dreams may be, and you know, and you know whether that's with New Zealand or you know with the Pacific Islands. You know, again, you know they get to uh, that opportunity um, just to test themselves. What plans do you have to embrace and incorporate the various Pacifica cultures within the side in the week you have together? Well, that's a really important part for us, and it's something that we have spoken about. And we've got some cultural advisors and some elders coming in in the first at the start of the week because we want to build that connection and how we are all connected as Pacific Islanders, you know, and how we've all, you know, obviously we're all New Zealand based, so understanding you know, how, we, how we've arrived here. And um, so we've got some, um, you know, some, some good stories to be told. And uh, I think throughout the week, uh, we've got little things, you know, so that we'll touch on to, to really, you know, keep um, layering in, you know, that connection uh, with, our, with each other. Um, and, and as well as our our heritage, and, and that's part of the reason I think you know it has been a long year. So we've got to be mindful of that too. You know, rugby's what these guys have been doing for a long time. So we want to make sure that there's something else. Um, there's something else for them. You know, we have a bit of fun as well. You know, with the week we have together and create some more stories that you know hopefully they'll go back and tell their friends and families about. So, and they'll be very um, proud of. Uh, and you know they'll go back and have a, a very good experience. You know that um, you know, that will hold them in good stead for the future. And I guess in terms of the challenge you lay down to New Zealand Māori, uh, uh, do you have a, a, a Pacifica team haka or thimbi sivato that you're going to use? What, what, how do you sort of I guess choose between the three? Do you, an incorporated version, perhaps? Well, perhaps, you know, like what we've seen before when the Pacific Islanders played against the All Blacks and, you know, when they uh, had a few games, you know, they, they did bring something out. And so we, we're looking into that, you know, again, we'll, we'll hopefully, once we get together, we'll decide on what we're going to do and how comfortable our boys feel in, in, in performing that. But, you know, look, it's, everything's um, on the table at this stage, Jay. Eh? We, we want to make sure that you know, we, we represent um, our nations the best we can. And, um, you know, if that in, involves us, uh, you know, performing uh, something like the haka, then, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that we do it right in a res- respectful fashion. Moana Pacifica coach, Whaalongo Tana Umanga. Former Tall Black, Lindsay Tate has slammed the Auckland basketball representative system, calling it broken, not real and too expensive. The 38-year-old, who now runs the basketball program at Auckland Grammar School and is also involved with the New Zealand Junior Tall Blacks, believes the best players aren't being represented in the region because a lot of families, particularly Māori and Pacifica communities, can't afford the costs and travel involved in playing at that level. He says the Old Boys Network continue to bully brown communities and playing opportunities should be accessible to everybody. 
in your opinion, is there any value in playing reps when there are alternative pathways or you know competitions outside of the New Zealand rep system? Um, to preface this, you're talking to somebody who's a who played for the national team for 13 years. I'm a product of the system. My parents helped build a lot of these super city competitions <laughs> that uh, I guess I've been tossed from previous to this. I worked for uh, ABSL, and I really struggled there with a lot of the foresight they had in development of the game. But long story short, representative basketball in Auckland City, at least, and I, and I talk about South Auckland, West Auckland, and Central Auckland, it's broken. It's not real. It's expensive, very expensive, and I don't know how we continue to call it true representation when the, not even the closest kids are getting the opportunity to represent not only uh, Auckland, New Zealand's biggest catchment, but that obviously has an effect as to who's available uh, for New Zealand selection. I guess the classic example is our greatest player ever, Stephen Adams, has never donned the black singlet, and he's a product of the system that I guess I'm being vocal about and advocating for change in. The best kids for a very long time haven't represented the country. And uh, I don't say that with malice. I don't say that to put anybody down that's a part of the system. I honestly believe ego removed that there were kids that were far superior to me. But I, I managed to represent the country for 13 years. And now that I'm a man with children, I often think about some of the brothers that fell through the cracks and wonder if they had two parents like me. Um, and we struggled, but I was lucky enough to have them, uh, how far they would have made it. And I look at the system now and nothing's changed. The same people are still making the same calls. And gang load of kids, and especially brown kids, are falling through the cracks. To hear about the growth, but to see the way that our game's being treated, to me, it's unacceptable. And so I guess for you, is that what Auckland City Basketball is kind of providing, an alternative, a more obtainable way for Auckland communities to play, who maybe don't have access to money to play for New Zealand reps? What what role does Auckland City Basketball play in, in all of this? Yeah, a, a thousand percent. Basketball is the second biggest sport in the world behind soccer because your parents don't have to buy you a yacht, right? But we've made it a sport in New Zealand for the elites, for the people that have money and two supportive parents that will drive them around the city to all their little trainings. But that does not mean that they are the best kids that deserve the opportunity, which really irks me. And uh, Auckland City Basketball has come into a city that is severely fractured and really has no grassroots, true grassroots basketball system. And since COVID, we have fully immersed ourselves and stood up the grassroots basketball system in Auckland. We have already seeded clubs all over Auckland. We have an inter-club competition that I would implore people to get along to. It runs every Saturday out of St. Kent's Junior School right now in Mount Albert Unitech. And we have multiple courts going from nine o'clock in the morning till after five o'clock in the evening already of young brothers and sisters, many of them brown, getting the opportunity to showcase their skills. We run holiday camps. We run free holiday camps and sessions around the city. And what's really, um, I guess, sparked this conversation is that through uh, my previous involvement with the RIP system and stepping aside from that, being overwhelmed by the community coming and asking us to move in that space, uh, but not wanting to align with associations in New Zealand, the, the traditional pathway, and taking this the first step into basically selecting teams now and taking them to an exposure tournament through Hoop Nation at Easter, which is about what we believe, a pathway that our elite elite kids 
um, in New Zealand and Auckland are really passionate about, uh, which is pursuing a, a scholarship overseas. Former Tall Black Lindsay Tate, who this year has also helped establish Auckland City Basketball, a grassroots collective providing accessible and affordable basketball to communities across Auckland. The Tonga Rugby Union is seeking a full-time Chief Executive Officer in a bid to kickstart a stable foundation for 2021 and beyond. This comes after it signed a tripartite agreement with World Rugby and the Tonga government in September after the global governing body threatened to pull all financial support. The new joint management committee is taking charge until long-standing governance issues are resolved. The general manager of high performance at World Rugby, Peter Horn, told RNZ Pacific's sports reporter Vinnie Wiley the role is crucial to the union's ongoing redevelopment. Uh, they're currently um, advertising a CEO role, which is which is good, uh, which will then obviously be the next step, and then really it's then building out um, Tonga Rugby over the next four year cycle with the plan and, and, and associated staff and coach, so that they. Um, qualify for the Rugby World Cup next year or, or, or beyond and uh, for 2023 I mean Rugby World Cup and you know support their other high performance teams so the, the way that we see working with Tonga is really the, the key stakeholders need to work in collaboration in a, in a partnership you know not, not one body can just work on its own uh, considering the resources that are required to operate a uh, contemporary a contemporary union um, so World Rugby's got to play its part the government has always played its part in So that's why we've worked with a tripartite agreement. It was tried to be implemented in 2016 and beyond, but this time it's um, we have um, high hopes that it'll uh, establish a stable foundation for the organisation to get a platform to 23. Um, now that you've got this agreement in place, uh, you mentioned a CEO. I think it's been a long time since there's been a permanent CEO in Tonga Rugby. Are you? Do, do you guys have to, do all three parties have to approve that appointment or how, how does it work? Uh, so the, the union's actually gone out to advertise. We sit on the recruitment panel. Uh, we're involved with the, you know, we're involved in the shortlisting and then identified person that's appropriately qualified within country. You know, ideally you need a full-time CEO to lead the business, um, not only governance but the delivery of the organisation domestically and uh, high performance wise whilst we have the joint management committee through the tripartite agreement which just brings the three parties together. The organisation still needs to operate as a union and uh, as, a, as a member union of World Rugby. So A, the position is vital to having a full-time position based in Tonga is even just as vitally important so it can meet with its key stakeholders and also hold appropriate meetings as required under its governance and constitution. So, yeah, look, uh, will we find a, an appropriate qualified person? I'm sure we'll find um, a person that's going to be able to fulfil the role. You know, it's good that we're all working in collaboration to do so. I think it's important that all parties, you know, collaborate. And in doing so, we... We hopefully find the best best candidates for the role over the next period period of time. When would you hope somebody could get their feet under a desk? If it's a, a likely appointment, as, as soon as the, the new recruitment process is completed, uh, I think it was finishing or it closes out either this week or the week after. Then you know you've got your usual week of interviews or period, of, and then you've got four days depending on where the person's employed. So. You'd like to think that by the new year, we would have someone in place. In terms of the funding situation, so obviously this tripartite agreement has been signed, um, so therefore all 
relevant world rugby funding is accessible. Um, there was a significant amount that had been frozen. Is that has that been released, or is there any funding that Tonga would normally have got that they have not yet got access to? So once the the, the CEO and the um, appointment is completed, then World Rugby will be in contact with the union associated to uh, next steps um, in terms of investment for 2020 and then the process for 2021. Tonga is yet to go through the process. They will. We've already completed for a large majority of all the other unions in the system. Uh, once that's done in Q1, then we'll be able to allocate and, and they'll be able to know they're, they're investment levels for 21 and 22 and then um, based on qualification then what it'll be from 2022, 23, 24 beyond. General Manager of High Performance at World Rugby, Peter Horn, talking to RNZ Pacific sports reporter Vinnie Wiley. And that's the World in Sport for this week. For more, head to our website rnzi.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.